issue that I found myself having by the time I got to the end of the album was that it was too repetitive and it was way too long for how repetitive it was this could have been a 12 track album but I think quality control was not really a priority the album was giving me beautiful gowns and the beautiful gowns are even the featuring artist and the production with Drake it's nothing new and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I can't listen to 16 songs whilst there's nothing new that's the problem I'm a classic man you can be me when you look this clean old fashioned man yeah baby I'm a classic man Hello, you are welcome to episode 43 of the Classic Manny Show. It is your boy, V1, V only. I hope you all are well, blessed and highly favoured. You know what, yeah? I want to start off by apologising for my inconsistency with the podcast. I might talk about it in depth towards the end of the episode. I was meant to talk about that two episodes ago, but I was talking a lot and I got tired, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest with you. So I'll definitely be talking about why I've been inconsistent, what I'm planning to do to be more consistent, all that good stuff towards the end of the episode. You know what, we're all creatives. I think as creatives, we go through similar feelings and emotions. So I think it's only right that I share, or well, I feel like it's only right that I'm honest with myself and honest with you guys about how I've been feeling. Of course, I still love what I do because I will not be doing it if I didn't love it. But I think there's so many other things that comes with being a content creator, especially a black content creator, a black queer content creator now, that is just so layered. And I, um, I've had to really encourage myself and motivate myself as well. The encouragement of you guys, my peers in the industry, um, my supporters that listen regularly, people that have been listening since episode one to 43 now. I'm really grateful for all of you. you know, when I say thank you to you guys for supporting, for sharing, for just encouraging me, sending me messages, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I don't think you understand how those messages are so timely, number one. It's very timely, but also it's just so encouraging. It keeps me going. I will not be 43 episodes deep. I will not even be halfway deep into this podcast without your love and support. So thank you so much. And speaking of love and support, make sure to use the hashtag TCM show for every episode y'all not just one episode every episode you listen to please use the hashtag TCM show on Twitter to let me know your thoughts please don't forget to share the episodes on your Insta on Twitter everywhere anywhere you can possibly share it please do because it does help the kid it introduced people to the podcast and a lot of you put people onto my podcast so once again thank you very much for your support always and yeah anything else yeah that's it for now so we're gonna go straight into the classic fave and for this one i'm picking a fave a fave artist and a favorite album tamer braxton's love and war album that came out in 2013 this is her second studio album but for her she considers this as her debut album because she's an album i believe it was 13 years before that album came out and i don't think that was really who she thought she was an artist i don't think she really acknowledged the album executively produced by songwriter record producer record executive and also her ex-husband vincent herbert who is a legend he is behind a lot of our faves also executive produced by L.A. Reid. This is another big name in the music industry. If you don't know who Tim Braxton is, you're living under a rock. Obviously, her surname might ring a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, she is the youngest sister, or the youngest sister, I should say, of Tony Braxton, the living legend, as 
she calls her and we all call her um yeah she's the youngest sister she is known for being an ex-host on the real um she's also known for being the life of braxton family values which is a reality tv show as you guys know i love me some reality tv and i think that's how i was introduced to tamar and i think you know what it's a very interesting point we're gonna get into later on but i was introduced to her as a sister of first of all and reality tv star and personality before i knew who she was as a singer and boy if you've not heard her music i need you to catch up get with the program because her music it slaps a villain. i think when you look at tamar you would not guess that's how she sounds it, it wow like it's just crazy so love and war the first single was the title track love and war the one all the way home and hot sugar now i believe love and war came out just before she was noticeably pregnant and then the one came out as a single while she was pregnant i think individual she's visibly pregnant uh, pregnant you know vis- vis- visibly pregnant <laughs> but yeah she was pregnant in that video i think all the way home i believe was filmed after she was pregnant because she was not visibly pregnant there hot sugar definitely filmed after she gave birth to her son logan that's another personality on the show as well Bright family values also had the tv show tamer and vince which was also quite entertaining but yes those were the four singles and for me this is an r&b classic right here i was playing it in the shower this morning as i was getting ready for today's episode and for me i always play the songs that i'm going to talk about in um the shower before i get ready just to like, refresh my memory on the songs and boy was i singing my heart out as i said it was the first album by tamer in 13 years it debuted at number two on the u.s billboard 200 charts selling 114,000 copies in its first week and it was only behind Ariana Grande's Yours Truly album and to be behind someone who had a big following I think at that time Ariana Grande had like a million followers she was known for being on Victorious this was most of the world's introduction to Tim Braxton as a singer or reintroduction as a singer so it was like she had a smaller following as well so for her to be so close I think Ariana Grande's one was about 138,000 copies first week so it was not too far off so imagine the R&B album if it was for Ariana Grande coming out at that time it would have been number one album to me it is number one album because it is quality if i go through the album track lists let me go through on spotify hold on love and war album the album has got 14 tracks it's 48 minutes long and it starts off with the one which has a biggie sample you know very well who you are you're the only one you got my heart oh my god now if i start to sing the whole album right now we will not get through this so for me my favorite albums on the song are what my favorite songs on the album <laughs> sorry what <laughs> my favorite songs on the album are the one love and war love and war oh my god what a way to be introduced to tim braxton because that's how that was the first one i heard from tamar we stay on the front lines yeah but we're still here after the fun drops that ooh, somebody said every day was gonna be sunny skies only monday in lingerie oh my god i guess somebody ooh. guys go and listen to this album if you've heard it before that is just amazing and her voice arguably is the strongest in the braxton family everybody sings there's trina there's tony there's tracy tawanda um and tamar 
I don't think I said that in order of their age, right? I just mixed it up. And then obviously the mom's Evelyn, dad Michael, brother Michael. They all love to sing and they all started from church. I think her dad is a preacher or pastor or whatever. That man. <laughs> if you watch the show, you know what I'm about to say. But let me just keep my mouth because that's somebody's parents. But yes, <laughs> Evelyn as well. She loves to sing. I think she really encouraged them at some point. I don't think she was always in support of them singing worldly music, quote unquote. She was a first lady through and through. Salute to her. But yes, back to the track list. Love and War, all the way home. Wait a minute, baby. Going too fast. Comes in the bay. That last minute of the song. Is it last minute? Is it one minute or two minutes? The last minute or two of this song is perfection. The ad libs. Oh no, we don't deserve Tamar. We do not deserve Tamar Braxton. Like, that song. Oh. I have to take a moment of silence for that one because <laughs> I'm just speechless. Like, the vocal excellence on this album is crazy. It For me, you know what? I will actually claim this as her debut album, to be honest, because whew, the other songs that I like are One on One Fun. She Did That. She Did That was meant to be a single, I believe, but I don't think Vince approved of it being extended as a... Cause I think it was like an interlude, so he was meant to make it a full track. That did not happen. That was a big mess up because that song actually does slap. It does slap. She did that. If you watch her on Brax Fun Values and on The Real, that's one of her most popular sayings. Like, she did that. Um, You tried it. It would have made more sense for this to be a single because that's one of her popular sayings or popular phrases. Hot Sugar was a single. You know what? What I like about the songs, One on One Fun, She Did That, Hot Sugar, um, Tiptoe, they're quite sexy songs, but grown. And I couldn't really relate to them at that time that it came out because when 2013, I was six, 17? Yeah, I think I was 17 at the time. So I couldn't really relate to that song. But being 25 years old now, listening to the album again, yes, you gotta have sugar, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> now, the songs that I love, love, pieces. Oh, don't you say a word to me. I don't wanna hear it. Where It Hurts is that song. Where It Hurts. What you gotta understand is, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm dead. No, I would sing this whole album for you guys right now, but yeah. Um, Sound of Love. Oh my God. That is, you know what? This is why I love music. I love music because of how it makes me feel. Have I ever experienced love? Like how she's singing it? No, but I can feel it as if I have. And that's the power of music. Allowing you to feel songs that you can't necessarily relate to yet. Like even for example, like Lost One by Jasmine Sullivan. I can't relate to that song for shit. And you know what? I pray I'd never do relate to that song. Don't have too much fun without me. No, thank you. (laughs) I will have fun with you. But but it's that feeling... You know, you can, you can feel what they are singing to point like you're almost like, oh wait, have I been through this? Like, that's how it was as kids. Like, remember as kids, we're singing songs that we're not even experiencing, we're not even touched yet. Something about love, we're singing about sex for the most part, child. We were, the songs that we were singing that we were not meant to be singing, quite insane. But that's what I love about music, just being able to feel songs that you can't even relate to. So, Sound of Love, nah, Tamer, may God forever bless that vocal chords, child. Um, White Candle, I love that as well. And it ends with Thank You, Lord, on the album. I love every song. Yeah, every, This is one album that has no skips. I can't lie to you. Even the songs that you might feel, oh, it's too sexy. Like, she's too grown to be doing sexy. You would love it. You would, one on one fun. Hey, one on one fun. <laughs> one on one fun. I need that. One on one fun. 
nah like that is a flawless r&b album calling all lovers was the next album after this one guys that album you know what it's almost if not the same level as no you know what i love corner lovers because it showed growth it showed a lot of growth it showed a lot of identity i feel like she had her own identity as a singer as a musician because she was tony's background vocalist in the beginning anyway and i think she was quite against that but i feel like her creating this album love and war corner lovers i think the one after i forgot what it's called but these two in particular love and war and corner lovers it shows so much growth she has her own identity because it's very hard especially when you're not the biggest artist in the family i think tony as we know is the biggest artist but she has the strongest voice that's the crazy thing so first make her own identity to create her own lane and to have her own sound you know you hear influences you hear the braxton influence not just even tony but you hear certain voices and certain songs you might hear trina's voice you might hear tawanda's voice you might hear even evelyn's voice in um Timber's music she grew up singing with them that makes sense so yeah i do love this album i love it a lot i think what has made it hard for tamar in this industry i think consistency or the lack of it at one point she was on the right track when she released love and war she became a host on um the real she released coin on lovers whilst on the real she even sang king unfortunately she got fired from the real things kind of went left because around that time to it was a divorce with vince who i would say he had a very big part to play in her career she would say herself like they were quite they were like batty and bench they were velcro like they were always together if that makes sense so i think it was tough after that but she is still talented still amazing i think on top of that as well i think her being a big personality and red tv star kind of overshadowed the music a bit i think it, there were times where it helped promote the music but there were other times as well where i feel like maybe the drama that happened with vince behind the scenes and even in front of the cameras overshadowed her music and for oh she's not likable for me personally she's not perfect but i like tamar oh i love tamar i think i'm a, I'm a tamartian to be honest that's her fan base name so i understand why she's maybe struggled at some point but i'm rooting for her i'm ready for an album i think she's gonna release two new albums if i remember correctly so miss tamar braxton baby i'm ready for it come and bless us with what we deserve that is all for my classic fave use the hashtag tcm shows let me know what is your favorite album from tamar your favorite songs give her a listen and let me know your thoughts as well i want to know what you think are you surprised to hear how she sounds like are you hearing the influence from the braxtons all that good stuff so yes that will be all for the classic fave it is now time for us to get into the latest releases and it's only right for us to start with drake's sixth studio album certified lover boy now this album came out after my time listening to this will be almost two weeks since it's been out and i've had a very interesting journey with this album let me start off with what we saw first so the artwork um i see that it's had a like cultural impact or it's become a meme like companies are personalizing that album um style to fit their brands whatever yada 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 but it is so boring what (laughs) like you've used emojis let me look at the artwork again oh my lord so the artwork for certified lover boy it has emojis of pregnant women in different shades different color tops <laughs> in different hair colors um yeah I, I, I 
don't like the cover personally. I like what is done in terms of pop culture. I feel like it's never going to die because you're going to see people recreate and know what it's referring to instantly. But if I'm being quite honest with you, I hate the cover art. I like the album title. Love it. The album has got 21 tracks and it goes on for 1 hour 26 minutes. And I think this is where I start to have a problem. Because why? (laughs) Why am I sitting down for almost 1 hour 30 minutes to listen to this album? I've got my notes, but I want to go with the flow with what's on my mind. Like, I want to go straight from what's on my head. My first issue was the length, as I said. After listening to this album twice in full, plus listening to my favourites multiple times, um, I realised that maybe there was too many songs on this album. It's not even maybe. There were certainly too many songs on this album. I like champagne poetry. I love you, I love you, I love you. I think I like the second half of Champagne Poetry more than the first half, but it's a nice track. The first few songs, personally, unnecessary, quite unnecessary. I personally think the album begins from Way Too Sexy. I personally would have liked Way Too Sexy to be the intro track because it's quite hype, it's quite entertaining. Because I'm too sexy for my shades, too sexy for my shades, so sexy. Yes. <laughs> oh i'm so childish jesus christ the song is actually childish i I can't i can only sing it how it is it's childish but i personally liked it because i like on serious drake sometimes not the twisty slide on serious but i like on serious with purpose and i think there's purpose with way too sexy (laughs) he performed at a wireless festival in the uk and you can see how it can get you high. Me, it just makes me want to shake my ash. Once I'm getting ready, it definitely went to my get ready playlist instantly. I think, um, too sexy for my hair. So yeah, Pappy's Home, didn't really care for it. Girls Want Girls, I've heard it a lot on TikTok and The Reels, but it's not a personal fave. I love In The Bible, but not for Drake. I love it because of Givian's part at the end. I wish it was Givian's track featuring Drake and not the reverse because Givian bodied that instrumental. Bodied it. Like, what? Um, Love or... Uh, it, it, it wasn't necessary. Fair trade. Uh, again, was necessary. But from Way Too Sexy, that's where I started to get a lot of faves. Now, TSU... I'm rolling my eyes. I wish you could see my eyes. I've rolled to the heavens. Now... The, uh, the, the album the song tsu samples robert kelly and it's so stupid because it's not in the song itself the sample is in the intro with the thunder sound whatever or the owl whatever sound is thunder and owl i said was unnecessary <laughs> you could have easily recreated that sound like why do we need to have r kelly credited for this like if it was even for the song itself i'll be annoyed i probably will not stream it but it's like why but for that it's for an intro not even for a song it just it has there's there's no respect in that i can't respect that personally but i like the song that's the problem the nsync sample love it i love what drake did on the song there are certain songs in this album that i wish was not given to drake if i'm being honest with you tsu is one of them that i actually like for drake it's so nice i like n2 deep featuring future he's on the album i think twice yeah way too sexy and n2 deep i like pipe down yebas is it yebas is it yeba or yeba yeba <laughs> i think it's yeba yeba's heartbreak i need to listen to our album for next week's episode 
but I love that interlude. I think it was an interlude, right? Was that a full track or interlude? Whatever that was, I love you with heartbreak. No friends in the industry slaps. That is still classic Drake, but I love it. I wish Megan and Cardi were on that song, to be honest. I could hear them all over that. Knife Talk, yeah, I don't really care for it personally. 7am on Brittle Path, love that one. Race My Mind is the standout track for Certified Lover Boy. I love it so much. Fountains with Thames, <laughs> y'all might hate me. And again, it's my opinion, it's not a fact. I'm not the biggest fan. I like it more the second time I played it more than the first time. No, I played it more than once. Cause like, you know what? I like Thames. I like what Thames did on Essence. I'm rooting for her. She's on Drake's album. It's a big deal, but it's not a bit of me. <laughs> I think there's something about the production that is a little bit annoying for me personally. It does sound a bit incomplete. I don't know what it is. It does sound incomplete. And I like Tense part in the second half of the song than the first half. I think the hook... I, I don't... No, I don't like the song personally. I think maybe if I hear it at a party, it'll be different. But through my phone itself and the speakers that I've tried listening to, I have played that song more than I've played the album in its entirety. Just try and like it. But I can't vibe with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being bad vibe, Sha. But maybe it'll grow on me. <laughs> maybe it'll grow on me. I like Get Along better, but I wish it wasn't Drake's song. I wish there was more male vocalist on this song, or at least less Drake and more male vocalist. Um... Ty didn't get enough time in this song for me personally. For, for a song that's so singy, like he's so nostalgic, he has this old R&B sound. Yeah, I don't really like Drake on this one. Again, maybe that might grow on me as well. That might grow on me. You Only Live Twice. I like it. I like You Only Live Twice. It's not a bit of me, but I like the sound of that. Um, the last one that I like was IMY2. I think I Miss You Too, featuring Kid Cudi. I like that one as well. Issue that I found myself having by the time I got to the end of the album was that it was too repetitive and it was way too long for how repetitive it was. This could have been a 12 track album. Like the songs that I've listed that I like, it makes what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11. If you add fountains to songs that I like, it'll make 12 songs. That could be a perfect album. But I think quality control was not really a priority. The album was giving me beautiful gowns. And the beautiful gowns are even the featuring artist and the production. With Drake, it's nothing new. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I can't listen to 16 songs whilst there's nothing new. That's the problem. Fountain was almost giving me one dance slash controller. Like, I, it's nothing new. I don't think I'll punish myself into the whole album in its entirety again. Because it... It's just, it's kind of boring. Drake is kind of giving me Justin Bieber in terms of like, they can release the most mediocre project and it will do well because of their name. I feel like the name is almost selling the album more than the sound, if that makes sense. So with that being said, Drake is going to be occupying the top 25 positions with the whole album, to be honest. He's predicted to go number one with Way Too Sexy with Future and Young Thug. He's going to take number two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 16, 17, 20, oh my god, 23, 24, 25, the top 25 positions, he's taken it, the majority of them. Go back to my point of his name, definitely carries weight. I only played it twice for the sake of the podcast, but I don't think, apart from the songs that I like that I put in my playlist, I'll be listening to the whole album in full. 
But yeah, it's good for Drake, Sha. I said in my notes that overall, this is Drake doing the bare minimum on amazing production and his featuring artists are delivering and almost outdoing him. It sounds very repetitive. I put down a couple of these songs could be donated to other artists. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts on the album. I think I've covered all my points I hadn't noted down anyway. Let me know your thoughts on CLB using the hashtag TCM show. Next, I want to talk about Ari Lennox, who released her new single, Pressure. Guys, straight up, I love this song. I love this song a lot. I spoke about her episodes ago. I think this was when I was talking about Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels EP. Um, I was talking about how I'm just really excited for her new sound. I feel like she's grown a lot from Shape Out a Baby to this current song she has now. And I feel like she's still giving us her authentic self, but I feel like vocally she's grown so much. And I feel like she's discovered what suits her her best sound like she just sounds really amazing on these tracks that she's been featuring on i love pressure a lot i also love the visual because it pays homage to donna summers diana ross and the supremes era as well as the 2000s i'm seeing a lot of like destiny child slash tlc influence there as well in the visual it's amazing this song has got me very excited for her upcoming project i don't think a date has been set for her upcoming project but it's got me really excited for it i'm ready to see what she's gonna explore sonically amazing stunning babe been a stunning babe also be a stunning babe so yes i like pressure by ari lennox let me know your thoughts on the song using the hashtag tcm show next i want to talk about chloe bailey's new single have mercy if you know who she is she is half of chloe x hallie i spoke about this group so many times how much i love them their album ungodly hour all that good stuff so yes this is her first official single i think she released feeling good which is a cover of nina simone's song the intro and the chorus was teased i believe july the first on her birthday i know this because it was day for my birthday i'm glad the second she died the first and it took two months for the song to be released officially along with its visual the intro and the hook Quick went viral on TikTok and The Reels, and as I said, was released early September. It is produced by Murder on the Beat, and I love the production of the song. However, how and ever, um, I am not the biggest fan of this song, in its entirety anyway. I do love the hook and the intro, as I said, booty so big. Lord, have mercy. I like parts of the song. As I said, I like the intro. I love the hook. I found the full song very weak on Chloe standards. Chloe is a very talented babe. She is a producer. She is a songwriter. She can dance. She's beautiful. But I found the verses to be quite outdated sonically and even lyrically. The part that I hate is the pre-chorus, I think. She said, he says he likes that Laffy Taffy. He's so goofy, call me daddy. He's He goes stupid, he go daffy. I said, what the hell? Like, it's just she can do better i know it's not meant to be a serious song it's light-hearted it's bubbly it's fun but you can still have better lyrics and make bubbly songs like what no 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 i even said on twitter people were laughing but i was being deadly serious it reminds me of tisha campbell 
that's not me being shady. Like, literally, that's the first person I thought of. And there's no reason why I should think of a grown-ass woman trying to be young with a young with a young person's song. Like, I know that Chloe is young. I know it's meant to be a fun song. I know she's been influenced by Beyonce or these 2000s babes. I know that for sure. But if I... Again, I don't want to really compare her to even Chloe X Halle because I get why you would go solo. You want to try different sounds, do different things. I get it. But I did not expect that verse or even that style of the verse, if that makes sense. And I think even the hook, it sounds better when she's got the harmonies and the vocal in. Like, it sounds sweet. I bloody love the hook with the harmonies and the everything. Yeah, but in terms of the verses... I might like the second verse more than the first verse, but that pre-chorus mm -mm, is childish. The lyrics are quite childish, and maybe it's for the audience. I guess the TikTok generation. I don't know, but the song is quite... The song is about Nyash. I wouldn't really assume it's for young people, but I guess everyone likes this kind of music nowadays, regardless of age. But I just don't like the verses. It kind of rubbishes the song, if I'm being honest with you um but i'm excited for what's to come from her in the future i do love the visual for this song it does start tina noah lawson brie runway which i loved i loved seeing brie runway in that visual looking stunning Mwah, chef's kiss i love the black dress with the black headpiece i love the gold um short jacket loved it it's just mm, beautiful i even love the pink i i love the looks to be honest i love the looks there was a lot of discussions, I'm rolling my eyes again, about her being too sexual. Y'all need to let her be. In terms of that, I'm not going to support you guys with that. You can talk about the song because that's how, that's, that's what you're hearing. But I can't lie to you, Chloe has shown herself to be quite sexual for a hot minute now. If you're watching the visual expecting to see her in white garment attire, you are watching the wrong clip and you shouldn't have watched it because I don't understand this fake surprise and it was so ironic seeing people that I know to be sexual themselves talk about her being sexual. I'm like what in the hypocrisy is this? <laughs> it was quite hilarious of a highlight. I was actually laughing. I said okay. <laughs> yeah let her be let her be who she wants to be she's quite she's a grown woman she is 22 23 let me look again hold on chloe bailey is 23 what am i even saying 23 please she's just two years younger than me 23 i was also i don't my own sexuality as well in my own way like what let her be let her find her identity her sexuality let her own it like you people are trying to act like aunties and uncles shut up but in terms of the song, yeah, not the biggest fan. It's not in my playlist as of yet. And I know I love a song when I'm rushing to put it in my playlist. But I wish her well in her endeavours. I am rooting for her. The last two songs are not really new. They are songs that came out weeks ago, but I didn't have the chance to really talk about it because I either had other songs to catch up on or I was not recording that week. But the first one I could talk about is Victoria Monet's Coasting. Maybe all I do is think of you. Yeah, I love that song. Um, So for me, I like this song. I think it's her second single since Jaguar came out, I believe. I think we've got F-U-C-K and we got this one now. Let me go and check real quick to make sure that I'm not giving you guys alternative facts. Uh, this is her second single since Jaguar. I believe the first since she gave birth. I think F-U-C-K was recorded and filmed while she was pregnant. So yes, I actually love this song. It has that old school feel to it with the song and the visual. The visual has this um old school diner theme, like the American diner. I love the vibe of this song. And I feel like with 
Victoria Monet's catalogue, it gives me sexy but chill. Like, I, I see that in her personality as well. I see that in her personality. I would love to have Victoria Monet on this podcast one day. That's a very big goal to have her on this podcast, but I'll be so honoured to have her on this podcast. I just love her artistry. I think there's so much to explore when it comes to that. And yeah, uh, so if you guys love me, I would say use the hashtag TCM show and ask her Victoria Monet at her as well. Say at Victoria Monet, please come on Manny's podcast. He loves pop culture and he loves you too. Let her know that. Just let her know from me and I'll be very appreciative. You never know, Sha. You never know she'll see it. But <laughs> I love the song. I love the feel. I love her music in general is one of the best in R&B right now and she deserves so much more like these industry people have to stop taking the piss I'm so sorry because that woman is so gifted she's so talented her pen is amazing her vocals are just like butter it's smooth like butter that's on BTS speaking of BTS I'll get inside a bit anyway I love BTS's remix with Megan that's what I'm gonna say on that but um yeah it's just beautiful I love I love Victoria Monet so much. I love her energy. I love her music. I love her voice. And I want to see her get the recognition that she deserves. I want to see her on stages, on the main stage, killing it. Because she deserves it. I love the visual because it stars Ricky Thompson, who is a big YouTube star and personality. It has Mama and Grandpa Monet in the visual. And it's just so cute. Uh, I feel like she herself is just sexy but cute. I don't know how someone can do sexy and cute so effortlessly, but she's come and teach me anyway. Um, I could imagine Silk Sonic on this song, and this song gives me Aaliyah vibes for some reason. I don't know why I keep hearing Aaliyah's voice, especially in the ad-libs. Yeah, give it a listen. The last song I want to talk about before I go into the last project is Tamira's Strong For Me. I am a huge Tamira fan, as you guys can probably tell from this podcast. I have spoken about Flipside and Wickedness since this podcast started. This song is so different to the two songs. This is more like a ballad, it's more emotive. It is so beautifully written as well. I love the second verse. I'm not, I'm not going to try and even sing that here because I'll break your ears. Like, it's just so cute. I even posted it on T-Smiley HQ. I bloody love Tamira. She is talented, gifted, stunning. Oh my gosh. It's such a beautiful song. All I can say is listen to it. I have been a fan since I heard Flipside. I think I heard... What did I hear? No, I discovered Flipside through Twitter. Someone had... I think it was either being promoted or someone retweeted it and I clicked on the video and I was in love. Like, from that moment onwards, I have just been a fan. I love the visuals as well, from the location to the looks. And I also love that it was mainly close-up shots. This is my media bag coming in right now. It allows you to see the emotions as well as she's singing the song. Oh, amazing. I want to see her live one day, actually. I would love to have her on the podcast as well. People that I talk about on this podcast, I would love to have them, unless I've insulted them. I would love to have them on this podcast. I have never insulted Tamira, so I would love to have Tamira on the podcast. There's nothing to insult when it comes to her. The songs are amazing, well thought out, well executed. Love it. So, yes, the last project I want to go into is Aaliyah's last album before she passed away, the self-titled album Aaliyah. Guys, I was so excited for this one to be released on streaming platforms because I've heard about this album for years. Imagine my friend Yasmin from college, she was the first Aaliyah stan that I met in real life. I knew of Aaliyah stans on social media, but in real life, she was an she was and still is an Aaliyah stan. Shout out to Yasmin. I love and miss her so much actually. But yes, she put me onto Aaliyah. It has been very hard listening to her music. It's been very bittersweet because you get to really experience her growth as listening to each album. 
but at the same time too her not being here um what she went through her estate after she passed away it's just very hard you know it makes me quite sad if i'm being honest with you and what made me even sadder was the commercial that was made for the re-release that came out this week is an animated Aaliyah who has come back to release the album and as my eyes got water I was like this is sad it, it's just so sad like she should be here right now she should be here just celebrating her album being loved again like this it was my first time hearing all her albums in full she is just so talented I think with this album what I love is that you got to hear the growth I feel like you, you always knew her identity as an artist from the previous albums but you get to see that okay she is confident she's so sure of herself as an artist in this album and i guess that's why it was titled Aaliyah. beautiful album i knew of the singles of course more than a woman we need a resolution try again rock the boat those are the songs that i knew the most at the time because it was just played over and over and over again and rightfully so because those songs slapped but listen to the album in full you really appreciate the growth as i said you hear a lot of vocal layering you hear a lot of harmonies the ad-libs are just strong. like she's belting like if i use i refuse for example she sounds so confident on that song i refuse the ad-libs are just oh my god let me go through the album go for my favorite song because i've spoken a lot about i've spoken a lot today even the first four tracks alone on this album we did a resolution featuring timberland loose rap featuring static major rock the boat and more than a woman ah what a perfect start to the album like it's crazy so for me i love as i said the singles from the resolution rock the boat more than a woman um try again yeah you can now those ad-libs there that's what i'm talking about i also love as i said loose rap i also love i care for you which was meant to be on her album before the self-titled album but by the time she wants to add a song to that album it would be mastered and ready to be released so she holds that song until this album came out so it's a very beautiful song i love extra smooth oh i love the production on that song oh beautiful production read between the lines that production is sickening like how they got the latin sound to mix with r&b so effortlessly Buddha who produced that song yeah more life to you because wow like it's such an effortless production i love i refuse i also love what if and try again she has so much potential i can only imagine how her albums after the self-titled one would have sounded oh it's sad but may she continue to rest in peace and i'm happy that as we spoke about in the previous episode of Clued Up Podcast, that the new generation, including myself as well, I didn't get to really grow up with her music properly, um, have been able to really appreciate her sound. I'm seeing a lot of it on TikTok and Reels now, and it's, it's really nice to see her album do so well in a different generation, different time. Like, this is streaming. Like, this is no longer a time where CDs are alive. Like, CDs are long gone. So, yeah. Ah, may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. I wish those that were behind her growth, her music, so much love as well during this time. Because I know it's very bittersweet. Very bittersweet, but that is that. It's time for us to get into trending topics. I'm going to start with some sad news. We lost three iconic people in the past week or two. Starting off with Greg Leakes, who passed away from colon cancer. If you don't know who Greg Leakes is, he is the husband of Nini Leakes, who is a Red TV legend. She's best known for being on Real Housewives of Atlanta. He was a majority of the viewers' favourite husband on the show. He was riding so hard for Nini. Even when Nini was sometimes wrong, he would actually make sure that, you know, he speaks to her separately or he doesn't allow people to take the piss out of her. 
it was like yin and yang like they were just oh it's so sad to see and that really broke my heart it broke my heart to be honest and i'm sending so much love to nini and um their family and loved ones everyone that knew greg uh they did a celebration of life and it brought people that were even enemies together it brought kenya moore and phaedra together um who else was there even marcel i think even apollo was there peter thomas was there Ah, oh, it's just so sad. We also lost Sarah Harden, who's best known for being in the girl group Girls Aloud. She passed away from breast cancer, which she was suffering from for a while. Again, it's sad because I love Girls Aloud so much. If I'm being honest with you, this podcast would not even exist because if I think about pop culture, especially in the UK, I think of Girls Aloud. I grew up loving that group, like Untouchable, Love Machine, Call the Shots, Son of the Underground, even um, Sarah's part in The Promise. Here I am. Walking primrose, wondering when I'm gonna see you again. Like, ah, oh, that that has broken my heart. Let's, let's sing that part. Oh man, like this is very sad news. It's very sad news. Like that really broke my heart. But may she rest in peace. Like, again, I'm sending so much love to her family, to the girls from Girls Aloud, to her fans. Like, ah, it's crazy. Like, if you guys know British culture, in Britain we love pop culture and yeah it's just it's very sad it's very sad but again send my love to her family also we lost michael k williams who is so crazy because i've seen his face growing up in movies but the first time i got to know him properly for myself was lovecraft country which i had the pleasure of even reviewing and i think it was an alleged overdose i don't know if it's been confirmed but allegedly it was an overdose and it's so sad because he just did the dmx tribute and people are looking forward to him playing dmx in his biopic just for him to pass away months later and it's just heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking so sad but may they all rest in peace it's just death i don't want to take this podcast there because i'm not really the person that likes to go into deep stuff but i have been afraid of death recently it has been very scary like i've lost someone personally as well in the past few weeks as well oh jesus it's been tough i think it's contributed to why i've not really been consistent as well but yeah we will get through this and yeah may they all rest in peace I want to talk about The Wanted and JLS's return to music. So I'll start with The Wanted because I almost insulted them until I researched. And this is why it's very important to research before I speak on people, you know, because I didn't know the purpose behind them coming back. The Wanted, which is a British boy band, the reason for The Wanted's comeback is for Tom Parker, who's one of the members of the group. Um, he was diagnosed with brain tumour and... Is, it, again, it's very sad, but I'm very happy to come together for his sake. So the purpose for their comeback is to spread awareness and also raise funds for research into brain cancers. And I'm very happy that I researched before I spoke, because I would feel very shit to come and say why they're coming back without knowing the why. And for the other group I'm going to talk about, I'll be going in now, because that one, there's no reason. This will be the once's first time together in seven years. They'll be releasing a Greatest Hits album, two new songs, and previously unreleased live recordings. The Wanted, I really like The Wanted back in the day. You know what? I was not the biggest fan of The Wanted until they broke up. (laughs) 
I really wasn't and I loved certain songs. I hated Glad You Came in the beginning but I love it now. The sun goes down, the stars come out and all that comes is here and now. The universe will never be the same. I'm glad you came, I'm glad you came. I love that song. I love chasing the sun. I love All Time Love. I think that was your first single. Um, Lose My Mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. I love that song. Um, I also loved one more song. Gold Forever. Someday stay gold forever. The memory of being here with you is what I'm gonna take my life through. Cause someday stay gold forever. I love it. I love that. I love their songs as well. So, yeah, that's their return. Now, JLS, I don't understand why they're coming back. <laughs> I've done my research. I'm like, now, why? Why are you coming back? So, they broke up eight years ago and they are returning with a lead single, which was written by Ed Sheeran. I know that I said his name incorrect. I was saying Ed Sheeran, like a proper Ghanaian man, but his name is Ed Sheeran. Okay, I've got it. Thank you for the insult, Precious. <laughs> Precious is a very big Ed Sheeran stand, so. I apologise. Um, but yes, they're back with their song, Eternal Love. Their new album will feature two new songs, Billion Lights and Proud, as well as um, the lead single, Eternal Love. They look old. <laughs> I don't... I mean, they said themselves, they look quite old right now, but um, I guess all the best to them. I will not really be partaking in this reunion, but all the best. I guess it's good for the fans, but... Um, yeah, when it comes to JLS's hits, what did I love from them? Every minute is like a night, every night is like a day, every day lasts forever. And day for you, for you. So I love she makes me wanna featuring Dev. She makes me wanna oh 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 oh. She makes me wanna oh 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 oh. I love that. So I love eyes wide shut. Um. Be again, cause my heart won't beat again, won't beat again, it's killing me. I love that song. Um, Love You More, that is a beautiful song. That's a beautiful ballad by JLS. One of my favourites from them. One Shot as well, love it. The club is alive to the sound of music. <laughs> I'm annoying my family right now, but... <laughs> No, but they've got some bops as well. They've got a lot of bops too. I think JLS and the ones who were actually competing from what I remember with each other because they were like the only two popping boy bands at that time. But they broke up like a year between each other. So shout out to them. All the best to JLS on their endeavours, but I ain't going to be supporting their shit unless the songs actually do slight like that. But it is now time for the discussion part of this episode. And to be honest, I want to talk about this in the episode before the last one, the one I did by myself. Um, but... I was really happy to be back that I didn't want to bring it down like that, if I'm being honest with you. But for me, I have to be very honest with my journey with being a black content creator, a black queer content creator. The queer does play a part. Um, then that's part of the realisation of being a content creator. But yeah, <laughs> it's very hard to admit that at one point over the past few weeks, or maybe not just one point, at a few points over the past few weeks, I was ready to give up on this podcast. 
not because I don't love pop culture, because pop culture, I stay talking about pop culture. With or without the podcast, I will be talking about pop culture. Like, you see my tweets, it's always pop culture. I'm like, we're always into music. I've got my whole um, classic face playlist that I'm always listening to. It's not even one that you guys have access to. I've got my own personal one that has, like, over 300 songs that I love from childhood to now. Um, so, it's not because of pop culture, because there's always something to talk about. I feel so much joy talking about pop culture. I feel like it's a good escape for me as well. It's always been an escape for me from when I was a kid till now. But the realisation of being a black queer content creator can be a bit discouraging. Um, I've known for a long time that people find it hard to support because of the fact that I'm queer. Like they, they almost feel like, be oh, if I support a queer person, people think I'm queer, especially with the myth. Because I never knew men listen to this podcast. I look at that and I'm like, what? Men listen to this podcast? So when they come in, I'm like, oh, I like what you're doing the podcast. I see what you're doing. I like your podcast. I'm like, you listen to it? <laughs> and for me, I want to talk about support. I feel like I talk about support a lot. It's tough because it takes a lot for a good podcast to last. It takes you having to be creative. You have to think outside the box. You have to do your research. You have to think about guests. You have to invite guests. You have to promote yourself. Because for the most part, a lot of podcasters or content creators are recording the content themselves, pushing it themselves. Everything is being done by themselves unless they have a team. And for me, that's why it's so important for me to encourage content creators that I love, genuinely, because... <laughs> it's very easy to feel like oh you're not being seen you feel like you feel like you're being overlooked and i think that's how i felt for a while and it doesn't help when people come and tell you oh you deserve your flowers oh you should be bigger than you are now like when i hear those things it's a compliment to a certain degree but it's such a harsh reminder that you're not where you want to be you know yeah, and I was, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because for me, I know this podcast slaps because I would not ever put out something I don't like. <laughs> that's that's the first thing. I do not put out things I don't like because there's times where I've postponed episodes because I'm not in a good mood. Again, I love for this to be an escape for people. I love people come to tell me that, oh, it's their escape. It helps them get through work. Like They feel like they have a conversation with me. Like They're talking to me whilst I can't hear them because as a podcast, it's not a phone call, but it feels like a phone call with them. That makes sense. So I love that. And that's why I do what I do. I love it because I want to entertain. I want this to be a fun podcast out there that's not too serious, but it's also relevant. We've spoken about what Aaliyah, how many years later since that advocate? It's been 20 years. It's still relevant to this day. For me, music and pop culture will all be relevant. Pop culture was here before I was even on this earth. Does that make sense? So that's why for me, I'm so happy that I chose to pick pop culture as the focus point of this podcast because that would be hard imagine talking about what i don't like <laughs> for 40 episodes plus but i think for me what is very important to me is that i don't like to wallow in self-pity and i don't like to be low <laughs> so i give myself time to process how i feel and to think about resolutions i'm very resolution focused when people come to me dilemma and stuff like that i like to think about resolutions and not while in the problem like of course address the problem give them the space give yourself and i like to give myself and people the space to address the problem but once we address it now what i've had to give myself the now what talk i've had to really you know what manny you have done this on your own you have built this on your own with the support of people that love what you do that is what should matter you know of course 
is very in because you see how the industry works <laughs> and you almost feel like do i need to do that to get into the industry or do i do i need to do that to be respected in this industry do i have to now be doing body 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 with everybody that even though because it's <laughs> i don't want to speak to much. if you're in the industry you know what i'm referring to because you see it a lot but for me i want the options that i get to be genuine and i think with that there's gonna be a delay there because there's something <laughs> because I, <laughs> I don't want to say too much but i want you guys to read between the lines of what i'm saying i don't want what i'm saying to be misunderstood people are doing bits in the industry and they're doing it because they're amazing there's people that can list like yinka bukini amazing babe that one i will stand forever nana and ro love them to bits as well they have been so encouraging i'm about to get emotional god but like it's people like that that's the name of a very few that's a very few many people are doing bits but when it cut but it's like on the other hand too this you, you notice a pattern in this industry of the ones that get that quick quick stuff is almost as if you have to fake friendships or beg for it and you know what i don't need to do all that i don't need to beg to get opportunities i just need to be me and i think that was part of the reflection i just need to be me because i want every opportunity i get to be because i am me not because of so and so even if it even connects i want it to be a connect where they even researched on me because i connect and they loved me for me at the end of the, i want the end result to be they loved manny not because so and so is friends with so and so no we're not gonna do that because for example the reason why i loved nana and rose event their live show because it it was so deserving so so deserving like it was just i my eyes were even watery i was like this is so beautiful to see the representation that we need the opportunities that we need to see people get that's what i'm saying so i i've had to reflect so what am i gonna do all i can do is do what i've been doing be consistent be authentic promote myself shamelessly listen before i was annoying guys before i would promote myself on social media shamelessly if me i never promote myself through people's dms that's not what i do but i'm gonna be on your timeline promoting that shit you know and i need to hold myself accountable as well it's not just oh the industry the industry the industry also let's make sure that i keep on doing what i'm doing in terms of putting out content that i actually love because i love listening to my podcast back well not after it's been released because i spent so much time editing it that i don't want to have to listen to it again until like later on but i love listening back to old episodes and just hearing the growth hearing the passion for pop culture hearing the love for it and just me being me in the process of all of that as well so yeah there's been a lot of self-doubt there's been a lot of there's been a lot of self-doubt a lot of it's the end of the road for the podcast what i can say now it is not the end of the road for the podcast all i can do is keep on doing what i'm doing um i'm very grateful to everyone that supported this podcast from episode one to now 43 not even just episode one from my youtube channel to now because i have not even processed the fact that you know, i've been doing this 2016 17 18 19 20 21 five years half of a decade i've spent doing content creating it's not been the easiest journey you know it's very interesting it, all i can say is i know that this is not the end of my journey i know there's a lot to come and you know what i think i'm at a place where maybe it's about to come now and i just maybe feel anxious about it as well things bother me when it gets layered for me i can deal with things one at a time but when it starts to be a layered cake i know what it is the industry is quite 
<laughs> if you know, you know, the industry is weird. Also, self-doubt. Also, um, being the only person doing this has its pros and its cons. It's quite layered, but then again, I need to focus on the pros. Letting those pros be my guide, you know. So, yeah, it's been very interesting. Just a lot of self-doubt, a lot of questioning of myself. But I have to remind myself, Manny, you are amazing at what you do. You are really good at what you do. I don't need to be told this by somebody else. I think that's when the self-belief has to come in as well. So I think, yeah, the self-doubt has definitely gone. That's why I'm sitting here doing this. And I believe in this podcast. I believe in my journey. I know it's going to be lit. On you guys, and all I can ask for is to continue supporting the kid. If you love what I do, again, it's not about support because I want to get somewhere. Support because you love it. That's all I can ask. If you love it, support it. If it's the review, review. If it's to share, it's to share. If it's to follow, it's to follow. Because it all makes a difference. So that is that on that. <laughs> I will end here by saying creatives, content creators, people that are doing things on their own or the small group of people, keep on going. Keep on going because you don't know how close you are to those opportunities to that breakthrough and yeah i think that's what i've had to tell myself you don't know how close you are to it it could be even a stretch away you don't even know you want to give up and go back to the start again you're like you're turning your back you're like you're literally about turning your back on what could be big blessings coming your way so i've had to realize that and what i can do is just pray pray be consistent keep on bringing amazing guests that i love shoot my shot as well like even me discussing this with not about self-pity but i know uh, there's a lot of creators there's even people that i love there are people that i love that are so talented that are telling me they want to give up i said give up on what you are not giving up on that music career you're not giving up on that podcast you're not giving up on that youtube channel you're not giving up on, on jack shit you are going to continue <laughs> because again you don't know how close you are to the finish line you don't know how close you are to your breakthrough like there's one person in particular i don't think she'll want me to say it because if you guys know who i love you know who i'm referring to she's very close like i feel it in my spirit that woman she is so close to that brave i feel like she's even broken through already from being honest with you she is in that period of continuous growth that i just want her to continue like i i <laughs> i've told myself i need to continue this podcast even for her because i want to be there where i want to i want to have her here to share her story i want to have her here to promote her so i want to be here to promote that album or that project or that single shamelessly as if it's my own so yeah i need to speak to myself the way i speak to those people that i love that's what i've learned as well this year so that will be all that will be all for today's episode it has been quite a long one no but thank you so much for your support always i appreciate it so much please do support the way you know how to if it's to share if it's to use the hashtag tcm show um let your friends know that rhymes come on buzz <laughs> but thank you always don't forget to follow me on social media tc money hq on insta and twitter the classic man that's t-h-e-e classic man on twitter the classic man on instagram and tiktok don't forget to use the hashtag tcm show once again but last but not the least don't forget to always do you and be unapologetic bye i'm a classic man